welcome back to another episode of the tales of kokonad and today i'm back with another story reading session for you today's story is called the ring of memory once there lived a king named vishwamitra who gave up everything to become a sage and went into meditation in a forest for several years lordendra the king of the gods was afraid that the powerful sage penance would be a threat to his throne so he sent his most beautiful celestial dancer menaka to distract vishwamitra menaka came down from the heavens and tried to distract the sage after a lot of efforts on her part Vishwamitra opened his eyes. The moment he laid eyes on Menaka, the sage forgot his meditation and fell in love with her. The couple lived happily for a while until they had a baby girl. Vishwamitra couldn't take his eyes off the cherubic baby, but she reminded him of his purpose and he realized to his great dismay that he had completely forgotten about his penance instead he had become the father of a child angry and upset he said to menaka i understand now what has happened here you are the one who diverted my attention from my purpose from this day on it is your sole responsibility to look after this baby don't ever approach me again if you do i will curse you in such a manner that you will regret the day you came looking for me without another look at the newborn vishwamitra stormed out of their home never to return menaka was distraught what am i to do she thought I can't take my baby back to Lord Indra's court in the heavens. Humans aren't allowed there. Weeping, she prayed to the gods above and the creatures in the forest. Finally, she placed the baby on a plantain leaf under a shady tree and said to her, "My dear child, please forgive me. I am helpless." I was commanded to distract Vishwamitra and now that he is no longer with me I must go back I leave you here with a prayer and I request these animals and birds to look after you I promise you that whenever you are in trouble I will come down from the heavens to help you with tears and desperation in her eyes Menaka went back to Indra's court. For a few hours, the baby girl lay there with only some birds for company, who kept her entertained. The sound of her laughter reached the ears of the sage Kanva, who was on his way to a river nearby. He followed the sound to its source. A baby girl, surrounded by birds. 
who were making her laugh. Sage Kanwa looked around for her parents, but there was absolutely no sign of human life. He finally sat down and meditated until he realized through his yogic powers that the baby had been abandoned. He picked up the baby in his arms. Oh my dear child, he said, I am a hermit, but I will bring you up like my very own. Since you are surrounded by these delightful Shakuntas who have kept you cheerful, I will call you Shakuntala. Shakuntala grew up to be a beautiful woman in Sage Kanwa's ashram. She formed a close friendship with two girls named Anusuya and Priyambada. Gautami, another hermit in the ashram, played a huge role in raising Shakuntala. Young Shakuntala was very fond of the animals and the birds and the trees in the ashram and content with her life there. One day, Sage Kanwa had to go away from the ashram for a few months. Meanwhile, Shakuntala got busy tending to the garden and watering the trees and plants. After some time, she heard a voice saying, I am thirsty. Will you please give me some water? She turned around to find herself face to face with a handsome young man who was none other than Dushyant, a descendant of the Gurus from the Lunar Dynasty and the king of Hastinapur. Dushyanta had heard that the forest near the ashram were full of wild animals that were constantly attacking his people. So he had taken it upon himself to hunt those creatures down. Dushyanta and Shakuntala were instantly drawn to each other. She shyly poured him some water while he stood staring at her face, stuck by her beauty and grace. Taking advantage of Sage Kanwa's absence, the king began visiting the ashram every day on the pretense of taking a break from his search for the wild animals. Weeks passed and the couple finally got married in a simple ceremony without the consent of their families. Soon after the wedding, Dushyant had to go back to the capital. Shakuntala was heartbroken. Dushyant consoled her, saying, Dear wife, take this ring as a reminder of my love. I promise to send word to your father as soon as I reach Hastinapur. I must ask for his permission before taking you back with me. Shakuntala calmed down a little and agreed. She wore the slightly loose ring on her finger and looked at her husband with trust and confidence. 
Dushyant became busy with the matters of the state as soon as he reached the capital. So, he decided to put off sending word to Shakuntala's father until he had more time on his hands. Meanwhile, Shakuntala found that she was pregnant. When Sage Ganwa came back to the ashram, he learned of everything that had happened. Though I have raised Shakuntala as my daughter, she has chosen to marry a king and not a sage. But I know that she will make an elegant queen, he thought. He said to his daughter, Let's not wait to hear from Dushyant. It is time for you to go to your husband's home. Though Shakuntala was delighted at the thought of reuniting with her husband, she was also very nervous about the life ahead of her. I have never gone out of the ashram or the forest. I have never even seen a city. I only know my dear foster father and my husband. I wonder if I can leave or adjust to the life in the capital. She thought fretfully. While she was lost in her thoughts, Durvasa, a sage infamous for his short temper, entered the ashram to meet Sage Kanva. Shakuntala was so distracted by her worries and apprehensions that she forgot her duties as a host and didn't offer so much as a greeting to the sage. Durvasa was livid at the lack of respect. He poured a little water into his palm and sprinkled it on the young woman and said, O Shakuntala, you forgot your responsibility as a host because you were clearly thinking of someone else. The person in your thoughts will have no recollection of you from this moment on. Poor Shakuntala barely registered his words. Her friends, who had just entered the room, heard the terrible curse and immediately fell at Durvasa's feet. O oh, revered sage, we urge you to take back your curse, they pleaded. Shakuntala is as naive as a newborn. She's going through a difficult time. So she's consumed by her worries. We have never known her to hurt people, even unintentionally. Please hear us. We ask for forgiveness on her behalf. Durvasa calmed down. I can't undo the curse, he said. However, I can give you a remedy. If Shakuntala possesses a material item of the person she was thinking about, then that person will remember her as soon as he or she sees the item. Shakuntala was still in days and remained unaware of the curse and the gravity of the situation. Soon, it was time for Shakuntala to depart. Her friends warned her, Don't forget to carry the ring. Be careful. Don't lose it no matter what happens. Shakuntala nodded distractly, and along with Gautami and a few sages, left the ashram. She looked back at her home with a heavy heart. 
the troop left the forest and took a boat across the river to reach Hastinapur. As usual, Shakuntala started thinking of the Shint while absent-mindedly dipping her hand in water. As the ring was slightly loose, it slipped from her finger and fell into the river and was swallowed by a fish. Shakuntala, however, did not even realize that she had lost the ring. After a long journey, the troop finally reached the royal court where Dushyant was busy with matters of the court. When they finally got a chance, Kothami addressed her. O king, I present to you this beautiful maiden, the daughter of Sage Kanva. You met her in his ashram and married her. She is now with child and it was our duty to bring her to her marital home. Our Guru sends his regards and requests to you to look after his daughter like a delicate flower. Since her work is now complete, we would like to take your leave and return to the ashram. Of course, because of Durvasa's curse, King Dushyant could not recollect Shakuntala. He instinctively felt that he had seen her somewhere and knew her somehow, but he wasn't ready to accept her as his wife. Revered ones, he said gently, I respect your Guru's sentiments. However, I don't recall meeting this maiden before. So how could I have married her? She may have mistaken me for someone who looks like me. I am the king, after all. And my wedding must take place in front of witnesses. Believe me, I don't know this young woman. Shakuntala was shocked by the king's response. In tears, she said, O king, it was you who married me. I know that. I don't come from royalty, but I'm not a liar. I'm the daughter of a sage, and money doesn't have any meaning for me. Values and virtues are the only wealth I possess. I married you because I loved you and not because I wanted to become a queen. O king, hear me out. Listen to the memories of our time together. I'm sure that you'll be able to remember it all. Shakuntala went on to share a few incidents, trying her best to remind her husband of their past, but it was of no use. Finally, the king said, Look, do you have any kind of actual proof? I am unable to recollect anything from your stories. Suddenly, Shakuntala remembered the ring that he had given her. Of course, she cried out, I can show you one thing. She stretched out her hand in front of the king and said, You gave me this ring. But when she looked at it, she realized to her horror that the ring was lost. Oh my God, it is gone. The king waited. Shakuntala searched desperately for the ring but couldn't find it anywhere in her belongings. Kothami asked worriedly, Where did you leave it, Shakuntala? I had it when we were in the boat, but I don't remember anything clearly now. 
Shakuntala replied with sadness in her eyes. The people in the court began snickering and laughing at her. Helpless, Shakuntala left the court in silence. Toshyant, though convinced that he hadn't met Shakuntala before, was still left with a terrible sense of feeling. Kothmi and the other sages decided to return to the ashram, but Shakuntala insisted on staying back in the city. When she was finally alone, Shakuntala remembered her mother who had abandoned her in the forest. She cried out, "Oh mother, look what fate has done to me. My parents left me when I was born. Now my husband refuses to recognize me." so soon after our marriage i'm pregnant and i don't want to go back to my father's home in disgrace you are the only one who can help me true to her promise menaka came down from the heavens and took shakuntala to sage mariachi's ashram where shakuntala gave birth to a healthy baby and named him bharat a few days later A soldier came to Dushyant and said, "Sir, the local market is in chaos after we arrested a fisherman." "Why? What did he do?" asked Dushyant. "He was trying to sell a royal ring in the local market. We identified it as yours and arrested him." "Bring the fisherman to me," the king ordered. When the fisherman was brought to the king, It was evident that he was scared out of his wits. In a shaky voice, the man said, "Sir, I'm just a poor fisherman. When I put the net out today, I caught a big fish. Pleased with my find, I asked my wife to cook the fish and make something special. But when she cut it, she found a huge ring inside the stomach." I thought that the quickest way for me to make some money would be to sell it in the market. While I was at the shop, a few of your soldiers arrested me. I don't know anything about this ring other than where I got it from. I had no idea that a simple fish could bring so much trouble. Please let me go, sir. I'm telling you the truth. The ring was handed over to the king. The moment he saw it, He remembered everything about Shakuntala. It was the ring that he had given his wife. He recalled her and how he had mercilessly sent her away. She was pregnant with his child, but he hadn't cared a bit. Instead, he had allowed the people in the court to humiliate her. Overcome with remorse, Dushyant rewarded the fisherman and instructed his soldiers to find Shakuntala. They searched every nook and corner of the kingdom but couldn't locate her. Meanwhile, Bharat was growing up quickly under Shakuntala's care. He was a plucky young boy whose playmates were wild animals. Years rolled by. One day, Indra requested Dushyanta to help him in a war against Asuras. Dushyanta agreed. and managed to defeat the asuras on his way back from indra's abode he stopped to take a rest at sage mariachi's ashram there 
he saw a wonderful sight. A young boy was fearlessly playing with a lion cub and forcing its mouth open so he could count its teeth. Such a brave child. His parents are fortunate to have him as their son, thought the king. It would be wonderful to have a hire like him to take my dynasty forward. The king looked around and noticed a strange armlet on the ground. He picked it up and asked the boy, Is this yours? Yes, it must have fallen down. Suddenly, a maid came running to the shinth, saying, Please don't touch it, sir. It is dangerous. Why? What is so dangerous about this black thread? Our Guru Mariachi has powered the armlet with a special mantra to protect this boy Bharat. If anyone other than his parents or Guru touch the armlet, it will turn into a snake and bite the person holding it. Please drop it immediately, she said. King Tushyant only smiled and held on to the armlet. Hearing the loud voices, Shakuntala came out of the ashram to see what was going on. When she saw Dushyant, she stopped in her tracks and stared at him in disbelief. Dushyant looked back at her, overpowered by guilt. Shakuntala had been kind and loving to him and he had been nothing but cruel to her. The young maiden he had fallen in love with had turned into a mature single woman now. Her once innocent eyes now shone with wisdom and intelligence. He begged Shakuntala for forgiveness. But by now, Shakuntala had understood the reason for the turn of events. It wasn't Dushyant's fault that he hadn't recognized her. So she consoled her husband saying, there's nothing to forgive. Life is a journey filled with both good and bad. Some things are beyond our control. It was our destiny that we had to leave this way. King Dushyant went straight to Sage Mariachi, sought permission to take his family home and finally brought Shakuntala and Bharat back to Hastinapur. Bharat grew up to be a great ruler and conquered lands all over India. In time, he came to be known as Bharat Chakravarti. He performed many yagyas such as Ashwamedhi Yagya, Rajasuya Yagya, among others. Usually a successful king performed only one of the yagyas, but the warrior king Bharat surpassed everyone. He performed hundreds of Ashwamedha Yagyas, a hundred on the rivers on the bank of river Yamuna, three hundred on the bank of river Saraswati. It is this Bharat, an ancestor of the Pandavas and Kauravas, after whom our country is named Bharat. Our land is also known as Bharatvarsh or the kingdom of Bharat. Bharat had many children. As he aged, he recognized that none of his children were capable of handling his vast kingdom. After long discussions with his ministers, children and subjects, he understood that a good successor had to be strong, intelligent and compassionate. 
even if it meant that none of his children or relatives could ascend the throne the blood running through one's veins must not entitle an unworthy successor to a position he was unfit for bharat then found a young young boy named bhumanyu who wasn't from a royal family when the time was right he called for a meeting at the court he gazed at his children and knew that he was taking the right decision with confidence he announced i have given a lot of thought to the matter of my successor and i have decided that bhumanyu will ascend the throne after i step down he looked at bhumanyu and said come here son i found you worthy of this throne it's your duty to look after this kingdom now thus bhumanyu succeeded bharat and ruled just as fairly as the predecessor this paved the way for merit as the basis of bharat's dynasty until the day the blind king dhritarashtra turned it all around by caring more for his offspring than for providing the kingdom with a worthy ruler this in time became the cause for the great war of the mahabharat bringing bharat's forward vision to an end